The Bite Goes On is up next, but first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Destination Eat Drink. This week on the podcast, we're in Costa Rica with TV host Kim Haas to try a fruit called Aki. The fruit initially, when I tasted it, is it's kind of slimy and sour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Find out if the Aki fruit wins over Kim Haas and more Costa Rican cuisine on the Destination Eat Drink podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Or a donut. That would be appropriate. Hey, good morning. Welcome to The Bike Goes On. This is Brian Casey with Sandra Bernstein. Sandra, a donut. A donut would be perfect right now. I kind of wish that I was over in Sonoma and able to to have a donut. Uh, you know, I, I kind of wanted to do this podcast because I've been really enjoying saying it's Time to make the donuts. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so exciting. We've got Harvey Cohn from Harvey's Gourmet Donuts on with us today. Old friend, not old, but um, I've known him for a long time and he's done some of our employee parties. And you, know, you know, Sandra, you just need to start saying longtime friend. Okay, I need to I need to work on my language. I heard oh. language is magic. <laughs> anyway, Harvey, welcome to our show. The bike goes on. It's nice to see your face. Thank you. Good morning. Nice to be here. I don't recognize the hat though. No, you know, I didn't know what to wear today, so Yeah. It's I a, know. I was expecting a, a top hat. The big yeah. top hat, yeah. I thought yeah. about putting it on. I even thought about should I wear a mask? <laughs> well, it would, it would affect the sound. But, um, you know, so here we are. I mean, obviously, you know, on the show, pre, pre-COVID, we would talk about all things that were happening, where we were going, events that we were doing. Um, and now, since, you know, March or April, we're kind of all about how are you dealing with this? Like, what innovations or, you know... You're going to make it. What do you need to do to do that? And anyway, but what I want to say, this is your third or fourth chapter, I think. Because you have not always been in the donut business. Um, no. You were in the seed pack. Seed, uh, yes. seed well, pack. Well, you know, I have a little story that goes. And a hobby. You understand this. I'm on plan N in my Oh, life. okay. And... Um, it's been a real great ride, all of them. You know, I just have great ideas and I'm not afraid to implement them. And I always consider myself to be the guy who's standing in the right place at the right time, pays attention and sees things other people don't see and end up making it into a career of some sort. So yes, <laughs> before the donut business, I, um, it was just uh, the quick end of it was, is I was just in a place where a discovery was made and some antique seed packets made in 19, uh, between 1910 and 1917 when they actually drew them on stone. And there's a whole history about them and et cetera, et cetera. And, the, uh, and you know, they're called stone lithographs. And in those days it was, and today, I mean, it's really sort of considered original art, even though it was a seed packet meant to be torn open and thrown away. They put a lot of effort into those things back in those times. So today it's, it's, um, it's really a, a work of art. And so out when, in fact, that was how I got in the donut business. Cause I went out on the, to the art shows down peninsula, uh-huh. and I was selling the seed packets as an art item. Mm-hmm. And there was always food and drink going by. And on slow days, I thought, you know, slow art days, I thought this would be um, an interesting thing to do when, when um, the seed packets, which are in limited numbers would run out. And then 2008 rolled around the economy was going south and people were losing their homes. And I thought, I need a $5 bulletproof food item that makes everybody feel good. Wow. We, um, you know, I, I, being out on that circuit and seeing the street food and the trucks and all the tents and everything, it was, I remembered that I had met um, the inventor of these very, very unusual machines that I used to make the donuts with at one of these street fairs out of, out of state. Mm-hmm. And I, like everyone else, was mesmerized by this machine operating and making the donuts from scratch right before your eyes. 
And then when that time came in 2000, that was actually 25 years ago. Mm. And then in 2008, when that happened, I thought, I, you know, we were trying to figure out that $5 item. And then I remembered him. I hadn't seen him in a lot of years. And, um, and then it took uh, six months to find him. And he was a retired engineer from General Motors. That's how it all started wow. back in 1974. Him and some of his engineer friends created the first machine. And then he never, he went into really little, you know, not really production with it. They were prototypes and then he made a few. And over all these years, there aren't too many of them out there operating every once in a while. Like, well, what, what is it exactly? Like our listeners, like I've seen it, Brian, I think has seen it, but what are, it's definitely different. So what is it? How does it work? Well, it's, it's uh, believe it or not, just a table top machine that you can pick up, you know, one person can lift and carry around. It holds very little oil. It's uh, very narrow, six or seven inches wide and about 35 inches long. So it creates this channel. And at one end of it, there's a hopper and it drops the batter into the channel. And there's a paddle that creates a current that makes it go down the channel and on its way down the channel, which I call <laughs> the river of heaven. Uh-huh. It through one side of the donut is cooked, it flips it over, and then it floats down the channel a little further while it cooks on the other side. And then at the end, it flips out into the tray which it, with a finished donut. And these machines, this is what makes it so incredible, is that they, they can turn out so many donuts in a very short amount of time. It's absolutely amazing. So when the specs on these machines are that technically, uh, one of them, this very small machine that only holds a little more than a gallon of oil, wow. can produce 100 dozen donuts an hour. Wait, 100 dozen? 1,248 donuts in one hour. You're like the Willy Wonka of donuts. I am. Yeah. Totally. I was like thinking about that river, river of oil. I'm Harvey Wonka to the uh, younger set, and I'm Harvey Goldberg to the older (laughs) set. I'm Rube's brother. Uh And that's what it is. The machine is totally mesmerizing. I joke with people and say, gee, sometimes I bring bleachers for you to sit in and watch this thing operate. (laughs) Really, mouths are wide open, and it's really fun to watch. And Mm -hmm. so I keep it out on display so everybody can see that happen. But the, the, the person that invented this or created this, did they look at some form of equipment that was in the food industry from before, or they just thought of it in their own head? How could I possibly make donuts work in, the, in a yeah, contained space? When you, see it, when you see it, it's just like you've never seen anything like it before. You know, uh, the only place you may have seen it is in and I get a lot of people who ask me this, and I carry around my original copy of Homer Price, which was a book that was mandatory reading in fourth grade about a, um, you know, this guy and his uh, donut experiences. That was how the, you know, it was multiple stories, but one of them was about the richest lady in town who came in to help and dropped her diamond bracelet in the batter, and they made donuts, and then there was a big contest in town about who would ever find the the bracelet would get the reward. And so a lot of people ask me, you know, there's this book I read. And so I pull out my original copy and I show oh it to my them. Goodness. So excited that they haven't seen that book in 50 years. And um, it's, it's really fun. It's not based on that or anything, but it, the pictures of the machine look similar to what I'm operating. Mm-hmm. Now, did you, are you the only one that has it or did he turn it into a business and get to, no, there's, you know, there's, there's, um, I'm in all the years I've been doing this, and this is year 12 for me in full time. Um, I've only seen, I'm trying to remember here, uh, maybe, maybe three in the state, you know, far away from here, and a few scattered out. And then he told me one time that he had made a trip to Europe and he took one with him, a machine with him, and he left it there. And, and he told me where he went and he was in Turkey for a long time. And one time a person came up to me and said, I saw a machine like that in Turkey. Wow. And, uh, I was in wow. on the peninsula, I think in Palo Alto or something. And they so told me the story. Do we need to qualify that the size of the donuts are almost like donut holes. Well, donut holes, not a word in my vocabulary. I'm sorry. Oops. But, no, that's quite all right. They're minis. minis. But the machines are capable of making more. 
Wow. Bigger sizes. They actually can make four different sizes, including a regular size donut. Uh-huh. Then there's a three quarter, a half, and the minis are I call the quarter size. Uh-huh. But I do the minis, you know, 99.9% of the time because they're the fun size. Right. They're the party size. They're cute. They're cute. And, you know, pre-COVID, my 12 years have spent, been spent mostly as a corporate donut maker. I mean, not mostly. That was it, 100%. I hardly ever did any retail. And the few years ago that some people know about me coming to the farmer's market in Sonoma was primarily to try and promote my location over on Railroad Avenue. And I wanted to tell everybody, we're working on this, we're going to get it open, and we're, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I had some landlord issues, and I, my lease wasn't renewed, and I felt like I couldn't, I had spent a lot of money, and I felt like I couldn't go forward without getting my lease, you know, and... So I kind of stopped doing, you know, I stayed with my corporate, but I just didn't follow through on the retail end of it. And, and then, but all this time I'd been working on, I built a cafe out railroad. The, it has the uh, outside courtyard, large courtyard. And for those folks who don't know where I am, if you have lived in Sonoma for a while, it's the site of the old wild time catering who was there for 20 years. They, they did uh, dinner parties there. They had a lot of music. Um, they called their dinner parties Riv Gauche, and they had 100 people would show up there. And uh, um, the, the, um, some of the people, just the other day, I just found out, I've been trying to find out, try to find pictures of the uh, events and anybody who, because um, I heard about like Frank Sinatra's band members would show up there. Well, wow. Someone came in the other day and they said, look behind you in that corner, the Neville brothers played inside my little cafe there. The oh. Neville brothers were here and they started listing off names of which I'm unfamiliar with, but said that were famous artists, musicians. And of course, Norton Buffalo played there all the time. Nice. With, uh, a bunch of his cronies, you know. And so I'm trying to restore all that. I mean, that's my, my intention here before COVID hit was to open it back up with music and, uh, and, um, movie night and you know this is something i was going to share with everybody today you know it's going to be a hangout that's what it's going to end up being nice. and that's what I'm trying to promote and so we're going to restore a lot of what was happening there and i fixed up the courtyard it's all lit up beautiful with tree lights and string lights and um and so we're going to have music and movie night and bob ross painting night and a lot of uh kid oriented <laughs> things and birthday parties and and, um, you know, I, and I have a venue. And so the venue will be open for someone who wants, I've had a couple of weddings there already. And mm-hmm. I had the 1999 class uh, reunion from Sonoma High. Where, where is it exactly? I've never been there. Well, you need to come by and check it I, out. I, I, when I, I come so the address is 19030 Railroad Avenue. And it's between Verano and Grove. Yeah, Sandra, this is really funny because, you know, um, Harvey, I work at the Fairmont, the Sonoma Mission Inn. Yes. And so I come and I live by Sonoma State. So I come around the back way. And normally I would turn, if I'm on Arnold, I would turn up boys to go to the hotel. But because they're doing work on that bridge, it's been closed for a while. I know so, that's giving me a whole lot of opportunity to get new customers. No kidding. So what yeah. happens now is that I, I turn down Verano instead. Right. And so from the time that happened, I've been seeing these signs and it seemed like it was, you were open like one day, then it was two days, then it was three days. Then it was like, so I've seen these signs every day on the way to work for Harvey's Donuts. Okay. So, you know, we're taking baby steps and that's why it went from one day, two days, three days. And smart, smart. I want to add more. Steady, yeah. Add more. In fact, where is it in relationship to Little Switzerland? Say that again. I mean, where is it in relationship to the real and brand? Well, at the end of my block on Grove, it's 100 feet to the left. So okay. I got to so drive by. Yeah. So when you come down Verano uh, from McDonald's and you get to the sort of, you know, you go down to the bottom of the hill and then you go back up to Arnold. Mm-hmm. So at the bottom of the hill, there's a stop sign and that's railroad. Right. But it's, that funny, it's, it's a funny, yeah, you make a left as you're coming from the Sonoma side. 
And, um, but it's a funny little jog there. It's not a four way real intersection. It's kind of a, it's a four way intersection, but it's got a little jog to it there, which kind of, you know, is unusual. And yeah. so I'm on in that jog there to the south. So it's between Verano, the next, you know, Main Street over is Grove, and that's the real is right there around the corner. Okay, so very I'm, cool. You can have yeah. a little gourmet area right in there. Yeah, you know, it's a, it, it's really funny, but our little, uh, you know, El Verano over there, it's like, you know, we have Picasso and uh, there's mm -hmm. me. And Juanita, Juanita. And, yeah, there's a few, yeah, there's a few businesses over there that, you know, kind of get not, you know, thought about so much. Uh, except for the people who live over here, you know, right. and so, you know, we're trying to, I'm trying to at least appeal to everybody to come because this is, I'm a different, I, I build myself as a different donut experience, only served hot. Mm -hmm. uh, my presentation, which I wish everybody could see is unusual. And one of the things I'd like to kind of clear up is people want to know why I'm not open first thing in the morning at 530. That was my first thing is when I saw the when I saw the sign, it was like you were open at night. And I'm like, who goes and gets donuts at night? Well, for twelve years, all I've ever done is serve donuts at night. It's the party time and it's all corporate, you know. My customers and my clients, I should call them, I guess, are, you know, every every big corporate name you know, from Apple to Zynga and everything in between, you know, Google, Twitter, Uber, YouTube. I go, I do their parties, a hundred people, a thousand people. They know I can do it. You know, my, let me tell you my claim to fame. It was Salesforce's uh, 2015 Christmas gala. And they wow. had it in San Francisco at Hunter's Point. They took over, you know, you know what Hunter's Point looks like? It's a total wreck, all the broken windows and old warehouses. And they turned them into Hollywood sets. Every one of those warehouses, 60,000 square feet, 38,000 square feet and they were decorated like Hollywood. Wow. And I went there for that. There were 36,000 people from all over the world. There's oh their God. staff. And I made 24,000 donuts in three hours. In, with one? I have more than one machine. No, okay. I have more okay. than one machine. Okay. So I have nine machines. Okay. okay, wow. And it's taken me years to collect them all because you didn't make many and I would find them here and there randomly out of state or people would contact me and said, I've had this for 25 years. I only use it once a year at Christmas time mm -hmm. and we don't want to use it anymore. And so, and that's how I purchased the machines. They're all in the uh, neighborhood of uh, 20 to more than 30 years old, all of them. Wait, wow. how many so, machines do you have now? Nine. 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 So, okay. So it's not just about the machine. It's also about the flavors and the ingredients. So how no. many flavors do you offer? Oh gosh, it's unlimited because, you know, once you, I offer up a, a number of uh, glazes, a number of toppings and other choices. And by the time you try to combine, because at my donut store, what I try to tell people is, is every donut shop you go to, they make you eat what they have. At Harvey's, you're the designer. You mm -hmm. eat, you, I make you what you want. Mm -hmm. And it's served to you hot and it's exactly what you want. So uh, there's a menu there for them to choose from and they can choose any combination of anything they want because wow. over the years we have discovered everything works. There are no mistakes ever. Well, maybe, maybe it should be Harvey's designer donuts instead <laughs> of gourmet donuts. Well, <laughs> Did, you know, people ask. That's me, awesome though. That's oh, cool. it's, You know, it's totally different. It's, uh, and I have this cone shaped bag that is my presentation and the donuts uh, are in that bag. They're layered all the way through with whatever flavor it is. So as good as it looks on top, it's Instagram worthy on the bottom. Mm -hmm. And, um, and you know, everybody's in love with the donuts. I was about to say, you know, after 12 years, the corporate world has told me that they have purchased donuts everywhere. They've gone every place, tried them all, but guess what? I'm the guy. They keep continued, to, you know, up until COVID to hire us. We did 15 to 20 events a month. Wow. And more sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, that all went away in one day. So where do you make the, where do you make the donut batter? In, at railroad, you know, it's at made. Railroad. Okay. So it's a commercial kitchen also. Oh, yeah. You know, I have a thousand, I have, um, on railroad, mm -hmm. I have a 750 square foot cafe. Mm -hmm. I have a thousand square foot prep kitchen. 
-hmm. and I have a 720 square foot uh, other kitchen where I have ovens and refrigerators and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, other, so it's quite a large space. And then the courtyard is about 40 by 50 mm -hmm. in the front. And in the, back, awesome. in the back, it's about uh, 75 by 20. Mm -hmm. And everything is lit up. It's beautiful. And, you know, you got to come by and see it. It's, I, I, I'm going to. So why do you want to have the plaza too? I mean, Harvey's been working on um, a shop where Heron Hatter used to be near La Casa, right? Near La Casa. Emporium. Yeah, it's in the El Paseo between the Bistro and La Casa. Uh, sort of next to Scoops and the wine shop down in that alleyway. Mm -hmm. And when Miranda, who owned the Sausage Emporium, one day called me on the phone and she said, I'm moving to larger quarters across the, um, the uh, plaza and we thought about you and how would you like to take over my space? So she contacted me wow. and I thought, eh, you know, you don't get much opportunity to be on the plaza. Mm -hmm. And really, it's when you come and look, it's the smallest place there is. Of course, I'm not facing, yeah, it's only 280 square feet mm -hmm. and I'm not facing the plaza exactly. So I'm kind of out of the loop a little bit, but um, I think the donuts will bring them down the alley. Totally. And so I, I agreed to Just it. the know? smell, the smell of the donuts. It does. Yeah, it's kind of a three-step process. You know, you once you smell them, you're kind of like, what's that? And then when you taste them, it's over because the number three ones, I got you, you're addicted. Yeah. And so anyway, so this, the, so I thought I'm not going to pass up the opportunity. The only thing is I didn't realize, I mean, I've heard of it for, I've been here 33 years. I, I know how the city of Sonoma operates and I didn't realize it was going to take this long. <laughs> It'll be a year. In fact, it was a year, a couple of days ago. I well, the fact that Miranda's not open is yeah, another too. testament to that. You no. Know, and we're all paying rent with no income. And so... You know, and I, I didn't realize the city was going to put me through so much, you know, and when I was out in the county, when I'm in the county over on railroad, it's pretty much open the door, you're doing business, but yeah. here it's taking yeah. uh, a year, a lot more money than I ever expected to spend. Did you like talk to Kathy at all? Kathy Capriola, the city manager during all this? No. Yeah, you, you may want to give her a, a jingle because right now they need to make it easier especially through COVID. They are definitely... Well, here's my quick explanation on that. I was going to wait a little bit to tell you, but uh -oh. there's a four-step process there. It involves the uh, health department, the planning department, the fire department, and the city building department. So as of this moment, I have been approved by the health department. I have been approved by the planning department. I have been approved by the fire department. The only one left is the building department. And I pretty much have gotten everything to them. They have a few corrections they wanted me to make. So I turned them over to the architect last week. I'm hoping he'll give it back to me this week. And then I make this submittal and I, it's either you're, you're good to go or you need to correct one more thing or whatever it is. But I'm, I'm like really, really close. Oh, and I'd like, to quell, I'd like to quell that rumor as I'm speaking to you that I've heard from a few people that you're not going to open on the plaza. That has never been in my vocabulary. I, you know, I've been hearing this from a few people. It's not true. I am opening there. Oh, for sure you're going to yeah. open. Uh, I don't know no. why people would say that. That's uh, so I, I have no idea, honestly. No, I, I heard you were going to get purchased by the Matsons. <clears throat> <laughs> I, I heard they're, move, they're moving in on you. Uh, you no. know, if it's uh, seven figures, you know, and maybe eight figures, I might go yeah. for it. Yeah, if the money's right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. You know, so... So I guess if I had to, you know, explain to you that pre-COVID was all corporate. I also am the, the donut maker for the Giants, the A's, and the Warriors. I do all their background events, special events, charity stuff. And I wow. go there, I, I give my services out to lots and lots of people when, mm -hmm. when you know, in fact, I'm, over, I'm overbooked on free events, you know. Yeah. And so, and then last year I opened on Friday nights. That's what I did at the end of summer because we were so busy, I just couldn't do it any other time. We're gone. I, I have five vans and we're out every day doing these jobs. And so I wasn't even open in December at all at the end of the year. You know, I was only doing Friday nights, but December was huge parties, Christmas parties for all those corporates, you know, 2000, 3000 people. And so we were just too busy to, to open the store. And then when January came, um, 
you know, I think we were only open three or four times until the beginning of March. And then the Press Democrat wrote this incredible article that came out. It was three pages in the Press Democrat with 10 pictures. Wow. And, and, but then we closed the, the five days before the article came out. And oh. so no one really got to use it. And then I think what was next a couple of weeks later was the Sonoma Business Expo over at Sebastiani. I was being showcased there as the new business. That got canceled. Those were the two things that were sort of my kickoff to get everything going. So that came to a, an abrupt end. So challenging you, that's all. Just like challenging you. No problem Maybe for Harvey. Jump. You know, exactly. I'll figure it exactly. out. And I'm yeah. starting to do that right now. So, um, so I'm going to tell you now, you know, they gave me PPP money. I didn't get very much at all. And that disappeared real quick. So they were like, you got to spend this now. So my PPP money was gone in early July. And so, um, so that's, you know, we opened back up on Friday nights. I uh, then expanded to uh, Saturday mornings and to the public. I wasn't really, um, you know, it just didn't work for some reason. You'd think, uh, Brian, they wanted to come in the mornings, but they didn't. I, uh, it just didn't work. So we switched it to Saturday night instead of Saturday morning, and that works. Huh. And so then I expanded to Thursday night. And so I'm open Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, 5.30 to 9 o'clock p.m. each one of those nights and I, I will be adding more days and more hours in fact mm -hmm. if I could take a public survey now if they want to send me information to Harvey's Donuts at yahoo.com mm -hmm. I would love to uh, find out what days and what hours you would like to have me open and yeah. so that would be h-a-r-v-e-y-s d-o-n-u-t-s at yahoo.com and tell me what days and yeah. And uh, what hours would you like to see me? So, What's your favorite flavor? I want to mm. hear, like, you talk about some of the flavors. You just say there's a lot, but I want to hear, like, descriptions. Oh, description. First, I got to tell you, you asked me my favorite flavor? Yeah. It's kind of a question I'm really iffy about because I consider them all to be my children. How exactly. do I pick one of them? I, I so, know. But, you know, simple is always good. So I make some really simple ones and, and uh, a cinnamon and sugar. And when I say powdered sugar, it's not powdered sugar. It's I doctor it so that it is something you've never had before. It's that citrus and vanilla in it. Ooh. And sugar has no odor, but this smells like something you want to bathe in. Okay, this is so cool. <laughs> and, and, uh, and it's, you know, these are the simple ones, but they can get as elaborate as you want. You know, I have many glazes. Uh, uh, do you do peanut butter? I have done peanut butter. It's kind of a rotating thing. Uh -huh. and so we're having weekly specials. I had a orange special last week mm -hmm. and you know for the older folks there used to be a, a soda called Byerly's and Byerly's made an orange and a grape soda it was non-carbonated and it was really intense orange and so when we made this orange one they wanted to call it orange sherbet but I tasted it and I went whoa this is Byerly's so we call it old school orange uh-huh <laughs> this week we had um I have a marshmallow cream so I do a Ooh. s'mores nut. S'more. So I do that one. It's do you do a bacon maple? Maple bacon? bacon. That's to live for. Mm -hmm. Not to die for. It's right. to live yeah. for. Okay. Yeah. How many <laughs> calories does each donut have? How do you remember all this? <laughs> because we're, we're, we're recording it. <laughs> so a plain donut, undecorated is 24, documented by the way, 24 to 25 calories each. That's all. So- Are you kidding me? No, all right. You it's need not, to just no. drop a huge amount at my front door. I can have like 1400 calories a day. I would, I would love to do that for you, but you know what? My business model is to serve them hot. And so people wanna yeah. know, do you deliver? And I say, I wanna deliver, but, but if I put them in one of those heat boxes, they get soft. Yeah. And, so we're, and, and so I should add that we're starting, I don't know if I should call it curbside, but you can call on those Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. You can call if you don't want to walk in. And mm -hmm. believe me, we're practicing everything. It's working out beautifully. Mm -hmm. Social distancing, everybody wears a mask. And, um, but if you want to call and sit in your car outside, we'll bring it out to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I should probably give the phone number okay. seven. So seven. wait a second, wait a second. Yeah. And we'll, we'll put all the info in the show okay. notes. So when people go to the link, they can read it all. Cool. But so, okay. So 24 calories and then yeah. you put the glaze on. 
Sugar oh, only has 15, 15, one, five calories per teaspoon in any form, whether right. it's liquid, powder, et cetera, granulated, 15 calories. We don't use a whole lot more than, than that teaspoon or more. I mean, you know, it's probably two teaspoons, of, but you'll see it's enough. So then and we're at 39 calories, right? No, 49, 24 plus. Well, 24. Plus 15, 39 calories. Well, no, not 15 on one donut, okay? Oh, oh, it spreads out. Yes. So, like, How many donuts do you get in a container? You get a dozen, 12. Oh, my God. So 12 times 24, that's 300 calories. That's not bad. It's not bad. And, and then add the sugar. Event, you know, at a catered event, they only get three or four donuts. Uh-huh. So then with the toppings and everything, with three donuts, it comes in at 85 or 90 calories. Wow. But if you go to the cafe and you order this... They're going to give you um, a dozen, a dozen yeah. donuts. Right. Wow. Unless I have one other item on the menu we call donut Sundays. Donut Sundays take my regular donuts and they get way more elaborate, different okay. and more toppings and, and included is whipped cream and a cherry on top. But no ice cream. Not yet. Not but yet. I make, yeah. I make okay. an ice cream that no one has seen before. And yeah. I show it to them. Everybody's excited, so that's coming shortly. I have well, that's exciting. Well, you need a whole new license for that, you know. Yeah, that's you, a... You need the old dairy license. Now, Everybody's got to get their piece of us. I understand, but this is different, okay? Ooh, and I, can I share something with dairy. everybody on the phone? Yes. On the Zoom? I'm a Vietnam vet, okay? And since I got back, someone explained to me that as a veteran, you are exempt from any fees charged by city, county, and state officials for any permit or anything. I have a copy of this. I should wow. make this available. And no one wants to tell you this, okay? The VA will make it available, but unless you know and ask, you never find out. And I've turned on so many vets to this information. Mm -hmm. And um, like Keith Filippello, who used to own Wild Time, he told me he spent $30,000 in permit fees over the oh, years that he, totally. he could have avoided with this statute. So um, this is something that all veterans who are going into business, and it doesn't matter what kind of business, uh, you can't sell alcohol and you can't sell tobacco. Uh, and, mm -hmm. uh, and I think there's, those are probably the only restrictions. But anything else, as long as you're sole proprietor, you are exempt from all kinds of uh, charges. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. So I haven't paid for any of that stuff. Oh my God. No wonder Georgia married you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're actually, we're, it's a family affair because I've, I've met your kid, you know, the kids totally. and um, yeah. everybody's still working in the business. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And um, where did they're you making, enjoy? They're making me into a figurehead is what they're doing. They're oh. taking it over, and then I'm becoming just a figurehead. But. Okay, well, good, good. Yeah, yeah. Because with with five, uh, you know, you have five van, five vans. So when you go out and do events, if you got you guys, sometimes I imagine are doing multiple events at the same time. Correct. So how how do they how do they get you if someone says we want you to be the guy who's doing the event? You know, they pay extra. Know, Say that again. Do they pay extra for a personal appearance? No, I don't do oh. that. Oh, well, you should add that. Yeah, people have told me that. <laughs> yeah. I just don't feel comfortable doing I that. I know. I get I... a lot of requests for me to come. Uh-huh. I have about 15 employees. And okay. uh, wow. they ask, you know, can Harvey please come? Those who ask, I end up going if it's available. Yeah. yeah. And, and um so, but you know, the vans are all parked right now. How many people does it take to do an event? Does it depend on the, the size of how many people? Yes, that's okay. all based on that. But, but believe it or not, three people can handle a pretty large crowd. One runs the machine mm -hmm. and two decorators. Okay. And so, and so that's kind of how it works. And, but you know, bigger events, uh, I hardly ever have to bring another machine. You, you know, if they call up and say they have a party for 1200 people, if I have three or four hours, four hours, four hours, four hours, which wow. hot donuts. Wow. Yeah. It's this probably, probably set it off. Was that me? Uh, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I didn't hear anything. 
Okay. Sometimes, sometimes it does, you know, sometimes it's only an hour serve time. Mm -hmm. And, and then, uh, but you know, I can serve a lot of people in an hour. So it's an hour and a half to two hours setup time, whatever the serve time is, another mm -hmm. hour plus breakdown. But we do a lot of driving. I drive to Silicon Valley a lot. That's a lot. It's all, it's all the corporate, yeah. yeah. Any place, yeah. Walnut Creek, Sacramento, wherever mm -hmm. the tech industry is. And, but yeah, we do everybody else from, you name it, from Visa to, you know, uh, uh, um, I can't think of the name of it. Specialized bike, you know, it doesn't matter the company. If they want us to come, we come. Yeah, okay. I think. Oh, go ahead, Brian. I have some gluten-free questions. Oh, I want to spread that cheer We're here. Taking yeah. care of Maria. Yeah, because okay, so if if you have, let's say, you get booked by a company and they say we've got some employees that that would like gluten-free, does that mean that you then have to bring two machines, or let's say it's celiac? Do you have to bring two machines so that you're running them so that they're not going into the same oil? Um, I, technically, I would do that, yes. But generally what happens is, is I serve my gluten-free, not hot. So when we get to an event, I have one machine. It's been sterilized, sanitized, everything about it. I mean, it's spotless when we do it. You should see these things. They're 30 years old and they look like they were made yesterday. Mm -hmm. And then we do all the gluten-free first. And then they're set aside kept in separate utensils and containers, et cetera. Smart. And then we move to the regular donuts. And if when you're out, you're out. Yeah. And then, and then um, you know, and I tell everybody, if you have celiac, especially if you come to railroad to the, to the, my place, I explained to them that we do very little wheat, but there is wheat handled in here in my regular mix, but we only do it like once a week for a few hours and, I, and by the time we get around to making the gluten-free, it's like days later, and I don't think there's much residue left. And so now they're admitting to me, I've never really asked, you know, they order the gluten-free, and I never asked, do you have celiac? But now I feel like I should say, I, I need to tell you that we do this little bit. You know, I've told them all, but now I explain it to them. And a lot of them are telling me they have celiac. They've been buying my gluten-free. They have no issues, no problems. They're in love wow. with it. So I'm really happy about that. But I have written a couple of things telling people I don't recommend in the beginning that you, if you have celiac, I'm, I'm saying maybe you shouldn't come. But now they're all telling me that it's been good, but you know, it's still a gluten-free and I yeah, and what's, you, what's the difference? So you're just using a gluten-free flour? Like what kind of flour do you use? It's rice flour and potato starch. Okay. And that's what makes it. And I got to tell you, it's on a scale of 10, it's a 15. Huh. It's absolutely incredible. I had a food critic there the other night and I get a couple of these people. And one guy told me I'm his worst. Uh, he was my worst nightmare. And this woman who was a food critic said, I've been on a six year journey to find a good gluten-free donut. Yeah. So don't expect me to tell you this is good. And I said, really? I love a challenge. You're not allowed to leave until I can see the expression on your face after you bite into it. <laughs> so she goes down the ramp to leave. I see her eating it. She turns around. She looks at me and she says, my journey has ended. This <laughs> is the best gluten-free donut. I'll be back. And it's like, I'm not kidding you. It is over the top. And so now that has encouraged me. What's I'm your going secret? What's your secret? You um, don't want to. Yeah, uh, that's uh, what I, know, I I don't do anything like everybody else does. Yeah, so my I think PLC is huge. Yeah, plus, you know, I do think, you know, when people say to me, you can't do that. I say, really? Look over there. I just did it. It's finished. It's done. So I, I just kind of go my way instead of the book ways a lot, like all the time. And I create things that, you know, it's like my, I, I say a lot, lack of knowledge which goes a long way. Yeah. I'm not afraid to try things and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And so, and, and I'll, I'll do things that no one else will do to make it just perfect, you know? Mm -hmm. So I work at it. My maple glaze has oh. been told to me by a lot of Canadians that it's better than anything they can get in Canada. Wow. And I went, really? I went, okay, I'll stop improving that. So the last guy I told that to, he went, you're right, I'm from Canada. So my maple glaze is over the top. The, the, I make a key lime pie. I have a s'more nut, you know, with chocolate and graham crackers and marshmallow. My I, mouth I, is I, watering. And the, the, 
Mom, I know your mouth is watering right now. Uh, your mom's listening. She's so like, do I want those donuts? I want to address this nighttime thing. So for 12 years, I've been a nighttime donut maker. It's the party time. And everybody's super happy. And I only serve smiles. And for some reason, and I'm probably wrong, and I'll change my mind because I do want to open early in the morning. But, you know, when you look at one of my elaborate creations, it just didn't seem to me that at 530 in the morning, you'd be holding that in your hand with a cup of coffee. It just didn't fit. You know, so, I mean, of course, I make these plain, simple, if you don't want anything on it. I have commando, you know, so, so um, you can get anything you want, and I'm sure it all works in the morning, but it just was sort of a, all these years, I've been doing it at nighttime. I do daytime events, sure I do, you know. And, but, you know, uh, there's something really special about dessert cafes, and okay. you don't see a lot of dessert cafes open in the morning. I mean, you see them more in big cities like New York or Chicago, where someone opens at night, they attract the theater, you know, people coming out of the theater after dinner, um, you know, and so I think it's totally appropriate. And I think that, you know, it's kind of great that you have your commitment to want to maintain what it is that you've been doing. You know, yeah, you know it's different on the plaza. It'll be different on the plaza. I'm going to probably be open there. I'll be open every single day. I don't intend to be closed. You know, Mondays, there's donut shops are closed and all of them close at one or two in the afternoon. I don't do that. I'm, I'm the nighttime guy. So it's going to be open. I'm going to stay open until the restaurants close. That's mm -hmm. my intention. Mm -hmm. Don't quite sure how, how early it's I'm going to be early. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not sure because the only person open I think on the plaza is, you know, La Blangerie down the ways. And... So I'm not quite sure that, you know, the tourists don't come till 10 or 11. And so my morning hours are kind of flexible. We're not sure what we're going to do until people start saying, hey, you know, open in the morning. I'll be there. I'm, I'm, I'm up for it. You want to be open from midnight to 6 a.m.? Bring me enough customers. I'll be open. Right. You know, I'm, I'm flexible. So let me add a few more things here about during COVID when I, I'm, yeah. you know, I'm doing these Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights. I have it all lit up, beautiful, tree lights, everything, and, you know, serving my donuts. I have all kinds of coffee drinks. I have a whole coffee bar that, uh, with a big espresso machine, we haven't even really turned it on yet, but it's all there, ready to go. I do craft root beers. I don't know if you heard about that. No, what is that? What is craft These root beer? Small batch root beers that no one's ever heard of before from made? all over the country. No, I don't oh, make it. You bring them in. I bring them in. So I have mm -hmm. bottled root beer with uh, that you've never seen before, you know, and I, I, I'm, they all have a little history. They are, you know, when they were started and why they were started. And I like sharing the stories about how all these little companies started these root beer guys. And so I'm posting a, uh, a large uh, kind of poster that will have the root beers on. I have 55 different root beer labels. Wow. Okay. 53 of them you've never heard of before, you know, and um, and so it's, it, we're going to do root beer tastings, you know, uh, the kids, especially, we're going to treat it like a winery. We're going to pour little flights of root beer, everybody railroad. This is, I want to do this. I'm, we're going to do movie nights. We're going to have music. We're going to do Bob Ross painting night. We're going to have fundraisers, all kinds of kid oriented stuff. I have a room in the back that we're going to be calling the party room. And I'm, you know, we're remodeling that lighting and all of that. So that will end up being you know, a, a room that we can hold birthday parties in or, uh, you know, I have a, a long list of things I want to do there. And so, um, you know, that's kind of, and, and we're starting the rotating food trucks. Mm -hmm. So the rotating food trucks this Saturday, this Friday night. So I hope to get them Friday and Saturday night, at least one each night, maybe mm -hmm. two. And I'm going to use as many local people as I can, but my, um, my street art experience introduced me to a whole lot of food truck people. I bet. And I know a lot of them, the foods we've never seen here before. And I'm going to invite them to come up uh, for the evening from the city and down the peninsula and mm -hmm. the East Bay, see who we can get here that's different. So that's, that's another uh, thing we're going to start right away. And then my gluten-free donuts, Brian, mm -hmm. I'm going to make available to the general public. So we're going to uh, take orders on those. I've had a number of coffee shops and um, like 
uh, we're starting with uh, one is Flatbed Farms out in Glen Ellen. Yeah, Laura. awesome! Yay! Yeah, yeah. So, so um, the you know the family there has a Friday and Saturday kind of farmers market, and they serve gluten free foods. And they've asked me to supply them with gluten free donuts, and I'm going to. Mm -hmm. And so we have a list of people, small coffee shops, uh, any anybody who would like to serve a gluten free donut, mm -hmm. and um, we're going to make those available to the public. So. Uh, do they you know, ship? Not, can you ship gluten-free? Yeah. Yeah, they can. It's it's the donut I don't serve hot, and it it has an incredible shelf life. Uh, you know, over the years I've done everything to test them. I've I've left them out for a week, for two weeks, tried them. You know, that way I have frozen them and tried them a week later, two weeks later, three weeks later, and you know I have all the answers for it. And and the gluten-free has an incredible good shelf life. It's good for a couple of days. You don't have to do anything to it. And it remains really great. I got to get so, some of these donuts because my wife has been trying. So last weekend, she's she's been trying to make um, orange rolls. You know, you know, you get like cinnamon rolls and orange rolls in the tube. Oh yeah. And yeah. So so <laughs> Abby, a couple of weeks ago, Abby had those, and Maria was like, "There's got to be a way to do these gluten free." Four times now, she has tried because you got to proof them, and she um, yeah. she, she and they haven't worked out at all. And so she's super bummed. So I think if I can go get some of the donuts from you, then I can bring them back home to her and she, she'll at least have something to, uh, it, yeah. Yeah. I promise you, I, I promise you, I won't let you down. Okay. All right. <laughs> all right. Um, so the future of Harvey's donuts is um, I've already told you that this rumor that was going around that I'm not going to open on the plaza is false. I am going to open and, you know, it could be any day here. So that's how close we are. And, um, you know, I, at Railroad, I intend to do all those things I talked about, music and movies, et cetera, and birthday parties. And, you know, it's a venue that will be available to the general public for weddings or those birthdays. I'm going to add more hours and more days there. and. Um, you know, you asked me a question, why am I opening on the plaza? And I told you the beginning of it was, is that it was an opportunity that I felt would never happen again. Mm -hmm. And so I took advantage of it. And I'm sort of looking at it as, you know, obviously there's a lot of tourists on the plaza and there, I don't get a lot of tourists out on railroad. So yep. it's sort of forming its own entity, I think, without even being open. I believe that downtown plaza will be the tourist, um, uh, you know, I'm not exactly sure, but it's a different kind of crowd than I'm going to have over at Railroad. And Railroad is more of the locals. Mm -hmm. and, you know, but it'll be a good place to market from also to let people know about the Railroad space. Just kind oh, totally. of redirect them over there. Yeah, especially totally. for when you have fun events happening. Yes, all the time. Yeah. And we will be yeah. doing things there. I have another courtyard there at the El Paseo. Boy, am I going to take advantage of that. So... Um, yeah, I will be doing that. And regarding the street, um, the promenade, the, that move yeah. to the street, right. So you're right. I was so close to getting this permit that I thought we're going to do this. All right. So then I thought for a moment and I knew this, I knew what was going to happen. So we applied, we got, got approved and, mm -hmm. and then immediately I got a phone call from the building department and the buildings department said, you're not allowed to do this. You don't have a permit. Now, I could have told him that I have a catering permit that would allow me to go out there and do it anytime exactly. I want. Exactly. Exactly. You do it for the farmer's market, for That's God's right. sake. I, I can go out there. I have no issues with that. Jeez. But I kind of played his game, and I told him that I really don't have any intention of moving out there till I do have my permit, because I feel it's that close. But I told him what I thought would happen is, is like everything else, they put a deadline on applying for it. And if I didn't meet the deadline, I would never get it. Right. So I went ahead and applied for it so I would get approved. And I told him I had no intention of opening until I got my permit. He was really happy to hear me say that. And that's kind of why I did it. I just wanted to make sure I had my, my foot in the door so that when I do get my permit, I could just go out on the street without any issues. So I do I have think my we should permit. get you on the street this weekend. That's what uh, I think. Well, you know, I'm waiting for their approval and they won't let me do anything. You know, that's kind of how it goes. But I only have that one more to go. You know, so yeah. uh, we'll, we'll kind of see how that's going to work. But you know what happened in July of 2019, 
-hmm. the new regulations, you know, the fiscal year began and they had all these new rules and regulations with the city. Prior to that, I would have been open by now, but they created all these new things that they had to do. And I can't tell you how much money they have made me spend to get in there. And it was already built. I didn't even build anything. Hoops, hoops. Yeah, lots of them. Yeah. But cross your fingers, it's coming soon. But don't, don't not come to railroad when I open the plaza. They're not competing with each other. They're, they're totally, you know, kind of meshed. Yeah, no, I think you're right, Harvey, that you'll have the, the tourists will, and the locals won't want to go to the one on the plaza because they don't want to go to the plaza. And then the, the tourists won't want to go off the plaza to go to your other spot. I think you got, you got two different, two completely different, um, um, demographic set up there and I can tell you my wife just walked by I showed her the your website that said we serve gluten-free donuts her eyes got like this big and she said I need them <laughs> I get it all right well you can have them as soon as tonight yeah okay yeah right. yes I right you could drive by there on your way to work they'll stay in the car no, I'm too oh. early on my way to work. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to, when I take my break, I'm just going to leave because it's just down the street. Oh, and then, good. and then I'll, that'll be my break is to go grab the donuts. Yeah. yeah you know, I get some people come in and say, I'm sorry. He's so a I get some people who say I have, you know, my dogs are out in the car. My kids are out in the car and I can't be here very long. So those are the ones we want to make it available to if you can't get out of your car. Yeah. How much is how much is um, a dozen donuts in the cone? The yeah, I, I really have kind of like three prices: six dollars, seven dollars, and eight dollars. So six dollars gets you uh, a cone of hot donuts um, in the what I call the uh, you know the simple, the classic mm -hmm. is what we call. It. So it's either cinnamon and sugar, powdered sugar, or I have a mix. I call it half and half. So you get half cinnamon and sugar, half powdered sugar, mm -hmm. and so those are six dollars. The $7 ones are the glazes. Any kind of glaze you want on there, you can even have a shot of powdered sugars, no extra charge for that. Mm -hmm. And those are the glazes. And then the $8 ones are taking a glaze and then adding something else to it, like almonds or uh, sprinkles. rainbow sprinkles, yeah, or uh, you know, bacon or Reese's any kind of top. Peanut butter top pieces? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Yeah, we've only done that. We've done Heath oh, Bar. We've yeah. done all kinds of things, you oh, know. And, and right now, believe it or not, my special has Lucky Charms. Okay? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but, but Lucky Charms, honestly, are meant to be consumed when it's hot. Because once they get cold yeah. and they absorb some of the same, they turn a little soft. The, the yeah. Lucky Charms are so crunchy anyway. So I have to tell you this. Um, I was in Mexico City in either November or December. And um, there, I can't remember the name of it right now, but there is a churro chain mm -hmm. that the people line up. I mean, literally, I had to taste it. You know, I had to hear what this whole thing about the churros. And I, I bring it up because I feel like churros and don't, there can be very similarities in the, in the they're, dough. In they're the cousins. They're cousins. Yeah, they're related. <laughs> So you go to this place and it's all lined up and this is pre-COVID and you wait in one line to pay, to pick your thing and pay. And you're watching, you know, your little machine, think of it as like a, like a triple size bathtub is what they're dunking these churros in. And then, so you go through this whole line and you pay and you decide, and then you go to the back of the line and you have to go through again. And by the time you get up there, your order's ready. And they do cinnamon and sugar, I think a chocolate sugar. And then um, you can get like a hot sauce that you can, um, you know, dip. Holy yeah. moly. Holy Sandra, moly. don't they do one that has stuff on the inside of the churro too? I've seen that before. Uh, they didn't do that one. Okay. They didn't do that one. So I just got a text just this second that the Matsons bought the cheese factory. Like while we're talking right now. Yeah, it's oh. on. It's on. They're coming for you, Harvey. <laughs> They're coming for all of us, frankly. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> They're like You're... stomping us down right now. Yeah. Well, oh, you know, there's a, 
there's another, um, and, and you know, I'm, I'm not knowledgeable of who they are. I haven't the, seen their donuts. The dirty, dirty Girl Donuts. Dirty Girl Donuts, which is kind of a strange name, but, yeah. but I haven't <laughs> seen them. I like it. I kind of like it. I don't really know about them firsthand. I haven't seen them in real life. And I've only had a few reports from people, but, um, you know, I, I don't Listen, know it's, it's all good. Competition brings more people and- well, I have, I have yeah, no problem. I don't cares? do anything. Yeah. I don't do anything like any other donut shop. So it's totally different. Mm -hmm. yep. You know, it's kind of, here's that motto again, you know, every donut shop makes you eat what they have at Harvey's. We make what you want. Right. So I'm so different right. than everybody else. <laughs> and, you're you know, one and of, I, you're one of a kind. You're it is true. They broke the mold. <laughs> well, there's, you know, there, there was a couple of molds before me, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's been great. I, I, uh, I really enjoy what I do and it's a passion for all of us. And, um, you know, we just want to serve smiles to everybody. It's, it's sort of in 2008 when I started it, it was comfort food for all those folks. And here it is again. So it's an anti-stress, anti-anxiety, definitely comfort food. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, and, it's over the top, you know, that's all I can tell you. I, it, it's way, way, I, I couldn't expect it to be any better than it is really. It's, it's incredible. Well, Not the business, the donut. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is you have so much passion for what you do and that's really what, what, what it takes, you know? Yeah. You, you know, this is a joke, but you know, um, you know, I'm a Vietnam vet, so that'll tell you how old I am. But what I write on my job applications, this is a joke, uh, to my new employees is, if you can't keep up with Harvey, this is your last day. And <laughs> everybody laughs, and, it, and it's, it's a joke, but I'm sort of yeah. serious, okay? You know, yeah. If you're gonna run circle, if I'm gonna run circles around you, please. You I know. don't need you, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, anyway. this was so much fun. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We'll get- we'll get all the info at and help get you busy. Thanks. And, you know, um, at this point in time, uh, you know, a few more customers would definitely help, you know, so a lot of people, I'm, so, of different thing. I'm sure everybody thinks that a lot of people think I'm a glass case that you walk in the door and you point and you say two of those, two of those and two of those. Well, it doesn't really, work that way you know this is like custom made you're the you're the designer you're the artist and uh you know that's kind of how um how different it really is only served hot and over the top mm -hmm. mm. What, what's the website harvey harvey's donuts h-a-r-v-e-y-s simple donuts d-o-n-u-t-s dot com Perfect. harvey's donuts I always wondered about the donut spelling. Some people it's D-O-N-U-T and some people it's yeah. D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T. What's the difference? Uh, it took longer to write the other one. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, a lot of people use both and I just wanted to keep it simple. So I went for the simple spelling and... It's like, uh, yeah, it's like good night. Some people write G-O-O-D-N-I-T-E and some people write yeah. N-I-G-H-T. I never well, know. You know, with the, word, with the word gourmet, it should have been D-O-U-G-H, you know, and that kind of, it's, it's an upper crust donut word, but I was trying to keep it simple. Right. And, uh, you know, so I thought the simple spelling would be easier. Okay, so it's Thursday night tonight, so I'm going to pop night. over on my break. Friday you guys, night. you open at 5.30? 5.30. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we've got the, the food truck at the Fairmont is open now Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights, um, starting at 5 o'clock. So I'll... I'll How is that going? Is it still going well? It's going great. You know, we had a this past couple weeks, I think because of the fires, uh, we've been a little slower at the hotel. And that, that one week, not last week, but I think the week before, the smoke was just so thick. Uh -oh. that, and also uh, the heat. The heat. Yeah, and the heat too. And which my I think Thursday, we're getting... Friday, yeah, a lot of my Thursday, Friday, Saturday nights in the last few weeks have been 90 when I start, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think we're in, for a, we're in for a little blast this weekend too. I think Saturday and Sunday are going to be pretty warm. Yeah. So... Um, but other than that, it's it's going really well. We have um, you know live music now on Friday and Saturday, so so it's yeah, good. It's, that 
Yeah, nice. So we'll get a little circuit going. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> People, <laughs> and they'll come see you yeah, after they after we get them. That's great. No, I'll be able to send people. And, and what I'll do is I'll send some of the tourists your way because they'll, you know, it's like, it's like when you go to a new city and, and the locals tell you about a cool little like taco truck or something that you never right. would have gone to except you talk to a local. No, tell me your hours again. Tell me your hours again. Well, for, for, the, for the food truck at the Fairmont, we do it from yeah. f- 5 to 10 on Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, and then Sunday brunch as well. Oh, okay, so you're open the same time I am, basically. So I get a lot of people who come in who tell me about, you know, I'm here on Grandpa's Rule. You know what that is? Dessert first. And they haven't had dinner yet. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they come and they get dessert, a lot of them, before dinner. And then they tell me, oh, we're going to dinner. And I, I ask some of them. They go, well, we're thinking about the real, but, you know, I'm going to send them up to you. It's right up the street. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite sayings is, eat dessert first for life is uncertain. Yeah, ain't that the truth right now? Right now, for sure. I know it. All right, Harvey, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been fun. Thank you so much. See y'all soon. And for you listeners out there, if you want to check out some of our past episodes, you can go to thebikegoeson.com. You can uh, download us on all your favorite media platforms. Leave us a review, um, and we'd love to hear from you, Harvey. It's been a pleasure. I can't wait to get some of the donuts in my mouth and I'm going to get some of those gluten-free donuts for my wife. All right, Brian. So if you show up with your mask on, make sure you tell me who you are. I, I, <laughs> I got my I, hand covering, I got my hand covering <laughs> your face so I can see just your eyes. So I'll you'll, remember. You'll know. I'm going to have a name tag on so you'll I'll be able you to know. tell. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Thanks. Cool. Yeah, all right. Thanks all you listeners out there. Thanks.